check David T. Miller, folks. Loading artist audio inside. Loading artist audio inside. Oh, it's Artcast, it's Artcast, it's Artcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair. Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's hotcast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you. So sit back. Oh yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Hey, and welcome to Otcast. Be sure to check out the artist's websites or otcast.com and check out the work and links. All right, let's get started. This episode's guest is Marvin Hoffman, based in Essen, Germany. Marvin shares quite a bit about the experimental nature of his process, which incorporates different methods of applying paint and his imagery that butts up against the vertical-slash-horizontal orientation situation. You may see something in the work, but that's not the point. It's about the abstractness of paint. Welcome Marvin Hoffman to tell us more about it. Stay tuned. Yeah, so it's nice to finally see you and, you know, (laughs) meet you on the... I was curious, like, where is your studio located? It's uh, above the the Haifa studio of of my dad. It's in Essen, in Western Germany. Okay. So it's a space we share. He uh, like stores stuff, and I can paint. Okay. This is this is the studio. So he does music down below, like on the a different floor. Yeah, on the floor. Floor okay. on the ground level, so uh, he sells uh, like high fee equipment and stuff. You know, I don't know anything about it, so uh, oh, okay. I just you just paint. Yeah, oh. <laughs> in, in in here I paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was curious, like, what were some of your first art experiences, and when do you feel like you got serious about it? Oh yeah, that's a cool question. Um, like. I was born into a family of artists. My dad is a graphic designer. He studied at Folkman Uni in, in, in essence, a pretty prestigious art school here. Okay. Um, and uh, my mom also, also studied there. She studied music. And uh, so music, visual arts and stuff was always very present in my childhood. You know, I always painted and uh, did like drawings and stuff. 
and I think it was in high school, in the in the last high school years, that um, I took a larger interest in in like getting serious about it. You know, so uh, when I was in my last uh, year in, in in high school, then uh, I figured, what will I do in life? You know, yeah. as everyone does. So. Uh, I thought about studying graphic design, or I thought about studying free, like painting, just just painting, and then eventually it uh, developed into art education. Okay. So uh, I I'm a I'm an art teacher right now, and uh, the cool thing about about the the art education studies uh, at my uni is that um, a large part of it is like painting and like practical work, you know. And the other half of it is art history and stuff, and a tiny bit is, is general, uh, like how do you teach teaching methods and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. So you're studying now, or you're teaching now, or both? I'm 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 teaching. I'm I finished my studies. I finished my master's degree in 2017. Okay. And um, in Germany, you have to after you've you've finished your master's, you have to do one, one and a half years in a, in a school and get your, your second diploma. Or, uh, and I finished that too. And now I'm, I've got a part-time job as an art teacher. And uh, yeah, I, most of the time I paint. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's super cool. <laughs> I was curious about more about your process. Like, I just, I feel like your, your work is really like fluid and kind of like it seems immediate, but I was wondering like how long it may take on average, like to finish a piece. <laughs> That's interesting. I think an interesting question is when is the piece finished? You know, but yeah, uh, I, I'm I, I see myself as an as an experimental artist. So uh, everything one one piece leads to another all the time. So I'm not really finished with a series. I just keep on doing it and. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's finished when nothing more, nothing more have, has to be said about it, you know. So, so if if I do not have to add another layer of paint and add another, uh, uh, yeah, composition structure, you know. So, yeah. I don't know when it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like a feeling, you know, because I I, I work uh, non figuratively, so I don't I haven't painted something that you can recognize, and I don't know. About almost ten years now. Oh, okay. So uh, it's always abstract forms and blots and like I like to experiment with a lot of stuff and with, with a lot of materials. I like to mix acrylic paint with a lot of stuff, with post glue and with I don't know something, some other oils and stuff. And um, on the other hand, I, I like to to experiment with the with the method of, of applying the paint onto paper and mostly paper. I, li I like paper because it's it's not uh, uh, that structured as like canvases. Okay. And uh, right now, as you can see in the back, I yeah. like to uh, play, play around with uh, uh, spray paint and uh, different methods of, of spraying paint without uh, using cans because I hate the stench of of, of cans. It almost makes me sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't want to wear wear a mask all the time in the studio. So I got I don't know if it's 
this this will all, uh, only be audio, right? So right. I can show you the red device, but you, I can I can maybe explain it. Wait a second. Okay. And this this is a a Gloria spray and paint compact sprayer stuff. I don't know I don't know what like brand it is, but uh, you you pump it and then the air pressure uh, like makes it go like this. Oh, is I that... my... oh. <laughs> you painted okay. a chair there <laughs> just now. <laughs> um, is that made for paint or is that for something else that you kind of adapted? Yeah, that's 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 made for paint, uh, but it's not made for like artists because um, I think it's made for I, I got it at a, a, a it's also uh, people uh, paint like fences and stuff with it, you know, they they mix special special paints, weather resistant paint and mm, just fill it in, in here and it gives a nice even layer, nice, yeah. nice coat of, of paint on different stuff. But it's Is like that acrylic for, that you use with that or? Yeah, yeah, I give the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to get latex paint because I heard it's 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 really good for it. But right now I'm using acrylics. I like acrylics. Yeah, more than yeah. than oil paint, honestly. What's that? I I prefer acrylics to oil paint, honestly, because um, it dries faster. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to. I can work in 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 different layers with it. That's cool. Right. Did yeah. you um? Do you thin the acrylic paint down to put it in the sprayer, or how does that? Yeah, yeah. I haven't quite figured out the correct ratio yet because uh, sometimes it's it's not uh, opaque enough, you know, and sometimes it's too thick and it, it it won't come out, and that's all part of the process. Maybe I'll I'd have to uh, uh, like systemize myself that uh, I have to like write down one cup of water and two thirds of paint. I don't know, and but. I don't know. Right now, I'm, I'm just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. How I feel, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was curious. Uh, do you work in varying sizes through if, with your work, or do you stick yeah. to? Mm, I've I moved into my studio about a month ago, and before that, I worked at home, which was which was terrible for my health and my my home <laughs> because. Yeah spray paint uh, stuff, the stench is A, not healthy, and B, it's it's just unbearable, you know. Um, so I moved uh, uh, into my studio about two weeks ago, or three, week, three weeks ago, I don't know, three weeks ago, I think. And um, in, in here, it's it's possible to work a little larger. I plan something like the canvases, I don't know. I like to to work on, on paper and I, I'll buy a, a large roll of paper. So uh, about two meters and, and this size, like horizontal size and I don't know, 3.5 or four meters in vertical size. Okay. So uh, that'll be, I think that'll be the, the largest stuff I can do in here because I only like to uh, uh, do paintings that are uh, not horizontal, you know, uh, like 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 vertical. The vertical, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, horizontal paintings remind me of landscapes too much, and I don't want uh, to to trigger the yeah landscape association too much, you know. So yeah, 
do you think about uh you know a lot of people say that when you have a vertical composition that it reminds people of the body do you think about that or is that something that uh yeah i think about that too um that's what my my professor uh, uh in, in uni always talked about because i was always uh, working on on vertical composition and he always said yeah uh, that's that's your body you have to to uh, uh, like think think about your your relation of of your body to your work and yeah, I think about that too. I think that mm, this stuff, the the spray paints stuff, uh, it's kind of a barrier between my body and my work. Okay. Um, using a brush, on the other hand, is like an extension, like an extension of my uh, hand, of my arm, of my brain, kind of. I don't know, but uh, uh, yeah. Um, using other devices than brushes uh, uh, distances me from my work, distances my body from my work, kind of, right. you know. I was curious about, uh, like, experimentation. You talked, it seems like you're, you do a lot of that, and I was wondering if you remember or usually do, like, what was the most experimental thing you've done so far? <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I experiment all the time because... Uh, uh, think the most experimental thing I've done might be my master's thesis you know I've uh, for my degree I, I painted uh, large canvases like 2.4 meters times two meters in, in, in size uh, horizontal uh, canvases oh, yeah. so um, I did large uh, decalcomanias do you know about that technique where you you uh, splatter paint onto a surface and then like press something down on it and lift it up again okay and there is a a pretty uh, cool structure that comes to shine you know and um i worked with uh, a a special kind of decalcomania which is is uh, symmetrical you know yeah so i folded the canvas i the first step was was to 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 prime the canvas black and then um, I, I splattered paint all over, kind of with a plan, but I, I used different tools. I, I used used big uh, soup spoons, and I used uh, other stuff that, that could spill large masses of paint, you know. And uh, then I, I folded them, unfolded them, and uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're exciting. I think I saw them on your website. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was um, cool. I'm, I'm glad you talked yeah. about that. That was pretty experimental in this in the sense that I, I, I couldn't really influence the end result. You know. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of chance involved. Yeah, a lot of chance involved actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was two, 2017, and. Um, there was more chance involved than it is now because now I, I uh, like to calm compositions like like accidental and messy compositions down with certain techniques and that's pretty uh, uh, planned you know yeah and, uh, maybe I got less experimental I don't know <laughs> well it seems um, you know like on your Instagram page you always describe the paint you use and uh, it seems like you're using two or maybe more uh, types of paint that don't necessarily 
bond with each other or like they don't play nicely <laughs> but it also like makes for interesting you know like movements and brush strokes and yeah. reactions i guess you could say yeah definitely yeah. definitely if you take the spray paint and and, and mix, mix it with acrylics it's it's it, it doesn't mix although on the, on the spray paint can it says acrylic paint but uh, oh. i think the aerosol uh, makes it uh, not mix you know so right. yeah <laughs> But that can that can make for interesting uh, for inter interesting effects, you know. That uh, I like these these uh, things that come up randomly, and I like to uh, like exaggerate them and use them for further work, you know. Right. Now, how about your uh, your palette that you generally use? Like, it seems like they're either limited or monochromatic. Yeah, it's very limited. It's I don't like bright colors a lot. Okay. Uh, uh, Someone at an exhibition once asked me if I was uh, having a depression <laughs> because everything is black. Do, are you, do you have a, have a depression? Is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm a super happy human being and uh, I love life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm not depressed. I just love black <laughs> right? Uh, because, because it's like, I think it's the deepest color, you know, it has a lot of depth to right. it. And, uh, uh, you can almost like like enter a void kind of that sounds pretty depressed <laughs> i'm not depressed <laughs> well it's like do you like the idea of the contrast between say the black like ground or uh and then i know some of the the paintings that you folded you almost use i'm guessing it was like a white of some kind or was it a gray or a... it was a a uh, it says skin tone on the on the uh, bottle i think it's pretty weird that because if you look at my my hand, it's 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 red and it's and it's yellow and it's kind of whitish, you know. Right. Uh, I think it's ridiculous that there's a paint that's called skin. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, nevertheless, it's it's it's. Uh, uh, I love that that tone. This kind of fleshy, uh, almost like salmon, like reduced uh, colors. You know, that's that's cool. Especially in connection with with darker stuff like dark greens and black. I like. I think there's a a color I've been using lately. It's somewhat of a translucent color, and it's a turquoise deep. And you know, like it's hard to document it because you know, in the in any picture I take of it, it always looks black. You know, yeah. when in fact it's really like. Of course, you see it in person. There's a lot more subtlety to it. But yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of an interesting color. This this uh, spray paint uh, stuff that I that, that I've talked about, uh, it, it has a very very dark tur turquoise in it right now, and I used it yesterday, and uh, I'm not very content with the with the uh, consistency of the paint, you know, because it's it's too watery, but um, it's almost if you if you uh, spray it on a I sprayed it on salmon on a salmon fleshy kind of stuff yes yesterday. And it, yeah. it looks like like it's black, and I think that's awesome because uh, at at first it's black, and then you look closer and it's it's not really black. Right. It's it has like a shade of green and a shade of tiny tiny shade of blue, and I think maybe I want to to give the the uh, viewer of my or the observer of the work uh, the opportunity to look closely, you know? Yeah. Because on on the first glance it's black, and on the second glance it's maybe a, a little green and people talk about it. Is it black? Is it green? I don't know. So, uh, yeah, 
you know, you mentioned the viewer. What would you like them to see in your work? I mean, if you can generalize that way. <laughs> That's a very, very good question, man. Um, because in exhibitions and shows I do, there's always people uh, standing in front of my work and saying, yeah, I see a landscape. I see, I see people like a baby holding stuff. And I don't know, like, uh, and I always, I would prefer them to to have an understanding of my, my work process and to see nothing, just to see paint, you know, because yeah. I'm, I, I take pride in being a, a non-figurative painter. Uh, and a lot of people don't know or care about non-figuration that are not in the, in the art world, but uh, uh, of course, experts know about it, you know, but um, I, so the best scenario in my case would be someone who who uh, looks at my work, asks me what it, what I want to like paint, and I explain to them it's about color, it's about uh, materials, it's about composition, it's about feeling too, and uh, they understand it. They yeah. say, okay, I get it. How about yeah. feeling it? Is that important? <laughs> it is. It is part. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, I like to, to put things in, in like contrast to, to each other, like, like, uh, splashy wild compositions, like with spray paint or with like throwing things at the canvases and, uh, doing rough brush to brush strokes, you know, and, um, on the other side, calming, calming compositions down by, for example, using a uh, grattage. The, the technique that, that Max Ernst, uh, the surrealist German painter from Cologne, developed, I think, a hundred years ago, uh, which is awesome because uh, uh, it, it's very re repetitive. And I think it, it gives me the opportunity to, to add a calm layer to my paintings because yeah. I could just paint like uh, very, very gestural and very wild. But I don't. I don't want it. I, don't, I want to to incorporate these two uh, sides of it. You know, the wild one and the the controlled and and uh, calm one. Yeah, is it like within a within a specific work, like individually, or? I think that I think in general, there was yeah. there's always these these two poles that I try to incorporate, the the messy one, yeah, <laughs> and then mostly after the messy one, uh, the like a little karma one. <laughs> nice. Now you, you've mentioned a lot of materials and I just wasn't sure if maybe there was one that you, you could pick out as your favorite or something that, uh, or a mm -hmm. technique that you incorporate regularly. I incorporate uh, decalcomania a lot, Yeah. which is the, the printing technique that uh, where you, you put paint on, on a surface and you, 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 you press down maybe a paper or a foil and pull it off again. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's pretty unique and pretty cool effects to it. It's always, it, it reminds me, it reminds a lot of people of landscapes. <laughs> there we go again, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a very, very fine structure that is the result of it. And that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Decalcomania is pr probably one of my favorite techniques. Yeah. You have to spell that for me. 
That's uh, D E C A L C O and then mania like M A N I A. Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you described this, which maybe it's a little more experimental in a different way, but would you consider yourself an alchemist? <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Uh, I don't have the the proper qualifications, so I wouldn't uh, uh, describe myself as it because uh, I think if you if you like a chemist and stuff, you have to know so much more stuff than I do. But uh, I try to know as much about paints and materials and stuff as I can. So uh, I've got a small foundation. Uh, if I talk to to my former professor, for example. Uh, he knows so much more about paint than I do, but uh, I'm kind of getting there. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm an alchemist. The experiment is, is crucial to my work, so uh, 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 maybe the the comparable stuff or, or the comparable component to, to uh, someone who works in a laboratory, you know, is um, that I prepare my, my my paints and I prepare my stuff and uh, but I don't prepare uh, what's what's the result you know I, 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 I can't know uh, what I will paint I can yeah. only uh, know the, the the circumstances in which I paint but the rest is uh, uh, spontaneously you know done and uh, experimental yeah and like I guess you can't really you don't see the end result until it happens, right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of a lot of uh, conceptual artists uh, or generally contemporary artists do uh, they they write scripts and they they do plans and they they actually plan compositions. The only plannings that I do are uh, if I want to see how uh, some uh, grattage for for example uh, grattage surfaces act. And this is the planning I do for the listeners. It's a small piece of paper uh, that I that I scrape paint over, and uh, under the piece of paper there was a a structure laying, you know, a uh, large uh, metal piece. I think it was a flaw at one point. I don't know. Okay. Part part of a flaw. So um, I do a lot of these small sketches or. Uh, uh, if I want to see how how a certain colorway looks on on a different material, I just paint swig, swiggly lines and. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all the planning I do. Is that something that like get you moving or get you loose, or is that something that you would show? Or mm, I think I always take pictures of, of my my work, so I have to look something. Um, so I have to I have something to look at in the evening when I get home. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, I, I painted like five papers today and I like this one and I don't like this one. And then uh, uh, in the next day I can like uh, try to uh, continue the work of some of the paintings, you know, but in on new, on new papers. So mostly it's, uh, I don't work longer for longer than one or two days on one paper. That gets me going, you know. So, on the on the one hand, my own work motivates me to do more of it. 
or to to abolish stuff and sometimes i hate my work and sometimes i love it you know as yeah. every artist does I, I think but also uh stuff like like uh, other artists that i see on instagram or or i see in books and stuff or i have to research for for my art uh, teacher job they motivate me a lot because i see uh for example if, if you take uh do you know carl otto Goetz? I'm sorry. He's Carl uh, Otto Goetz, K-O, K-O Goetz. He was a, um, he actually, he died like two years ago. He got super old. He, he was like 103 years, years old. And he painted until he was like 99, which wow. is a dream of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to paint when, I, when I'm 99. And um, the cool thing about him is he, he incorporated uh, post glue a lot. And uh, he, the 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 movement of the brushes and of the the other things he painted with uh, was very important to him. But uh, he also was a non-figurative painter, actually one of the first non-figurative painters in the, in the 1950s. So uh, he, people like like him influenced me a lot. And uh, I go to like museums and look at the work and uh, that. Maybe that that uh, resonates with me when I get home and uh, influences yeah. my work. Maybe also unconsciously, I don't think. Uh, okay, I saw this painting and I want to paint the same stuff as he did because mm. then it's not interesting, you know. It's nothing new. But uh, I take first. Maybe I'll I'll pick up a technique he used and try to to do my own stuff with it or combine it with other stuff, you know. And yeah. I was wondering if you can use three to five words to describe your work. Oh, um, the first one has to be uh, experimental. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Non-figurative. Uh, damn. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And I'll put you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Excuse me. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe bipolar. I know it's a it's a mental disease in English, but but uh, in the sense that I like to have the two like like poles, like uh, something that's calm and something that's that's very gestural, or yeah. something that's that's bright and something that's very dark. You know. Uh, yeah. So like a like so a duality or is that yeah duality yeah. duality is a great work yeah I like that's that number too three. <laughs> number four Excuse me. I'm sorry I don't know. no problem oh. uh, I don't know <laughs> I think that was that was three so that was you can three, keep going so if you'd like but two more to go <laughs> um, maybe spontaneous. And maybe on the other side, uh, also conceptual. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I I like to to develop something on the spot, but also as I mentioned before, that it it resonates with me and me thinking about it is uh, conceptual. You know? So maybe both of, both of those would be the last two. Cool. So do you think? Um, oh, I can't think of the word. Um... 
like a different kind of purpose? Like, do you, do you start off with like, is it somewhat of a plan? And then it, I think you mentioned that actually, like, and then it loosens up as it goes. Yeah. Um, actually, it it uh, one one painting develops out of another one. Yeah. So, or out of the the previous one, not out of out of the later one, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's the plan. I think the previous work is kind of the plan for the next work. So uh, I don't know how I got started. <laughs> it was so many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I started working non-figuratively in, in, in university uh, where a, a professor or a teacher um, told me, uh, he gave me a pencil and said, draw something. And I was like, okay. And he was like, but don't use uh, work non-figuratively, yeah. go abstract. And I was so confused by it. It was, I think it was nine years ago. And that was the starting point for me uh, to get serious about art. Yeah. Actually. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually put up, I wrote down some words that, that I think I, I, how I responded to your work, but I, now in, in talking with you so far, I feel like they don't, they, they're not as close as, as I thought previously, if that makes oh, sense, okay. but I'd like to read Can them anyway. Yeah, that, sure. Okay. So, and, and they're different words slightly, but they, a lot of them mean the same thing in a way, but anyway, so I was thinking of earth, dirt, clay, mud, and liquid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I see why you're maybe confused now because I, I talked a lot about uh, me not wanting to to uh, uh, represent something, represent yeah. anything, in a sense. But of course, earth and and like nature's materials play an important role for me. Uh, uh, but in an abstract way, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm not. I don't want to. I could use my techniques and my my compositions that i've worked so far to maybe paint a lot of cool landscapes yeah. but i simply don't want to <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i i i get your i understand why you have those associations of course yeah i think partly too of the palette you know generally yeah sure palette know. and maybe this the structures also right. it's just such a like it seems like you you mix the materials and like I said earlier, there's just like reactions that happen, and yeah. you know whether it's on the shoreline or something in some way, the sea foam to the it. sand and yeah. what have you. But I love autumn because because uh, uh, I can take a stick and and uh, whittle through a puddle of mud, and yeah. the structures that that uh, uh, come come about are are pretty cool to observe. Sometimes I I take a picture and I. I try to imitate that in the studio, but uh, I don't. I just uh, leave out the 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 other stuff that uh, makes it a puddle of mud, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I sent this question to you, and I'm not sure. I'll put you on the spot again if you don't remember <laughs> it. But <laughs> so I was like, which artist from history would you have liked to have spoken with, and what would you mm, ask or tell them? That's a very cool question. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, hmm. it's a, also a very hard question. I have mentioned Max Ernst, 
the surrealist painter that uh, uh, he experimented so much with different techniques with like like chance you know he like coincidence was his thing um the thing i ch i uh, do differently than than max ernst is i don't uh, develop landscapes and and forms and people and surrealistic dream sequences out of my paintings uh, i just leave them as is um maybe amy schumacher the german inf informal abstract expressionist dude from the 60s, 50s and 60s. He, um, I don't know if he's famous, uh, in Germany he is, but I don't know if he's famous in, in the US, but uh, he started working in the 50s or in the early 50s. And I think it's, it must have been amazing or pretty stressful also to, uh, to work non-figuratively in a field in, a, in, a, in, this, in the surroundings that um, I have always worked uh, like fig figuratively, you know. Yeah. Uh, to have the the courage to just say no, I don't want to to uh, paint landscapes and paint uh, uh, studies of people and stuff. I just want to 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 draw. I just want to. Uh, have my movement, my movement reflect on the paper and on the canvas and stuff. That must have been an amazing uh, step in art history. So I'm thankful. I'm, I would, I, I think I would uh, thank certain people for they, for their uh, uh, commitment. You yeah. know. So Amy Schumacher, Max Ernst, Karl Goetz, yeah. Those are all from like art history. Yeah. They're not contemporary, but. There's, there's a lot of cool contemporary artists as well who I uh, like to talk to and have talked to via Instagram. Uh, Jenny Bozinski, for example, uh, uh, I, I love her use of like minimalism and uh, just uh, stopping at a certain point and not filling the whole canvas with uh, brushstrokes. But uh, I think it, it's, it takes a lot of courage to work as minimalistic as she does. And, yeah. uh, that's cool. Cool. You you sent me uh, the question with a quote. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that I was a hard one too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, um, I don't have. I did not have one on the spot. Yeah. Uh, because I don't really believe in like like wise quotes and stuff. Yeah. But um, when I when I did my master thesis, uh, I had to write a lot. I had to reflect my process and I had to to compare myself to other artists and to other like philosophers and stuff. And um, do you know John Ruskin, the British painter from, I don't know when, damn, a long time ago when nobody <laughs> uh, 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 painted non-figuratively, he um, talked about the innocence of the eye. Uh, the quote, I, I actually wrote, wrote it down, uh, so the quote is, the whole technical power of painting depends on our recovery of what may be called the innocence of the eye. And he means that, um, what, what he, he refers to the innocence of the eye, so just feeling color and just looking at, at pure color and um, accept, accepting, oh my God, I'm sorry, accepting the color as it is, you know, yeah. and uh, 
I think that's what non-figuration and pure abstraction is about for me. So enjoying forms, feeling colors, uh, enjoying paints, paint, different substances of paint. Uh, yeah, without the necessity of uh, finding resemblances in the, in the real world, you know? Yeah. So that would be a cool quote. I would have loved to talk to him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, these artists, would you would you like to have like a big gathering or would you sit individually like over a coffee or tea or something? I think over a coffee or tea would be better because then I could uh, maybe uh, I'd have two days, one where there's a big gathering and I, and I could see how they maybe paint together and influence each other and uh, I don't know, become friends or fight. <laughs> but uh, I would also love to talk to each one of them individually, uh, uh, visit them in their studio. I think all of the artists I mentioned are dead except for Jenny Bozinski. I would love to come to Berlin and visit, visit her and yeah. talk about her, her work and her process and stuff. But uh, the other ones, they're not with us anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd love to talk to them. Uh, but it's it would be important for me to to stand in front of the work to to, to look at the work while talking about it yeah. because then uh, I can like I don't know get it more you know right yeah and and just have this exchange or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maybe show them my my work and have it torn to pieces I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no there's just a little notation I made and looking at the website and seeing what you had there i was thinking about like co common bonds between the series that you have going the yeah. different you know and i was wondering are you, are you after vibrations of or in the visual sense say vibrations of light or material or it seems like there's there's like a movement that can be felt yeah. in, across there's yeah, there's the, the the my my interest in in non-figuration. It's uh, I think except for my for my video work, which I unfortunately stopped about a year or two ago because uh, I was more interested in in, in painting. Um, there's uh, not a single uh, figurative work in there, so yeah. it's all non-figurative and and purely abstract and. Um, like you said, uh, the the interest in, in dark colors and uh, maybe almost pastel kind of things, uh, kind of colors uh, is also there all the time, almost all the time, like flesh tones and uh, mint greens and light blues, you know. Right. So, in, uh, and, and of course, the the, the coincidence, the artistic coincidence, is very important for, for all of my, my work. So uh, not knowing exactly how it's going to look and working with uh, different techniques are, are giving me, you know, reacting. It's, it's kind of a dialogue between me and the material. You know what I mean? It seems like just you have to have a surface under there, like whether it's a pap paper or canvas, I, I think, or even the wall. And... Yeah. Um, like just just because you want to play with paint. I mean, even you said you were you were swirling with a puddle of mud. It's like, it's just like to to document to actually be in the act of it. 
and at the same time documenting what what you're doing is yeah. like a nice twofold kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, I, I I I filmed it. I think I filmed it in in a lot of uh, in a high frame rate, so I could slow it down and and, and play with it, play around with it. But um, the puddle of mud is gone, yeah. and uh, that's kind of a shame. <laughs> Uh, because uh, it was pretty, pretty beautiful, and and uh, yeah, I would have loved to to keep it, to take it home. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I like I like the that you brought up symmetry because there seems to be a lot of that, even if it's like subtle. Mm -hmm. Maybe because if like all over the surface, it tends to be like a you know like the monochromatic in a lot of it, yeah. and you know the the Rorschach test. The, the ink yeah. test, yeah. you know, where, and, and I guess it's like asking the viewer in one way to <laughs> what do you see, you know, <laughs> like, no, yeah, forget about that. <laughs> the problem, uh, uh, my, my professor, when I, when I, when I first spelled out to him what I was going to do, he was, uh, uh, he was joyous because he, he was like, yeah, you have to, uh, what you do is you, you take the instrument for people to to have resemblances in their head and to make uh, associations. How do you, do you do you say associations in German? You do um, to to say what they see and to yeah. have uh, to to imagine like stuffs out of ink blots. And uh, you, so I, uh, exaggerate that to the to the point. Or I don't exaggerate it. I I abolish it. Yeah. So I stop. I, I, I stop myself, you know, I've, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of training, not seeing something in an abstract structure, structure. and it's pretty hard if it's symmetrical. <laughs> that's, that's really, really hard. You have yeah. to do a lot of foldings and you have to paint a lot until it's gone, but uh, until you can only uh, uh, get onto this, this uh, I think it's probably getting under the surface of like, uh, uh, oh yeah, that's a camel that's looking at me. Yeah, yeah that's that's superficial. Right. If you abolish that, you go deeper and you you enjoy the forms and you enjoy the color and the, and the, and the paint and yeah. the flow and the movement of the hand and stuff like that, you know? So right. uh, basically, uh, uh, I, I can't really influence the, 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 the viewer what he sees. I can't like, I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I just want uh, them to have the chance of, of getting into my head, you know, like, uh, if they, if they immediately, if they, if, if their only reaction while looking at my work is like, Oh yeah, that looks like my aunt going for a shopping trip. Uh, that's pretty. Yeah. Okay. And then that's it. Yeah. And then it will always be the aunt going for the shopping trip. For them uh, or for does it ever? No, for for them. For me, it's 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 paint blots. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and and uh, I think it's I think it it almost limits them, you know. Yeah. And if you if you uh, uh, there's a a German philosopher and uh, art historian. He's he's called Max Imdahl. And um, he he wrote about uh, the the in German it's Sehen, the Sehen. So it's 
seeing is seeing. So it's like the, the seeing seeing. You know what I mean? Like like the seeing like, sees it sees some. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Just just looking at something and not uh, uh, comparing it to stuff that you know or or in interpreting it in a sense of uh, uh, in a sense of safety almost. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole the whole uh, interpreting something um it stems from the fact that as we all were cavemen so humanity was like in its in its early days you know um you had to uh, uh, be able to see if something is a, is a is a threat or if something is peaceful yeah and that's why people always try to uh, say oh that's like a saber-toothed tiger yeah. and uh, is it, would you say it's like uh putting it in a box or just sort of like a like yeah. a language or image they yeah, can understand sure. right away people always want to want to put stuff in boxes yeah and i do too but just not with like paint blots <laughs> <laughs> many thanks to marvin for the opportunity to ask him some questions about his work connect with marvin on instagram at Atelier underscore Marvin Hoffman. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R underscore Marvin, of course, and Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N. Or at MarvinHoffman.net. Thanks for joining us. This has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening. And keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this. Forget it. Hotcast Home is A-H-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again. Sounds like the party's over, but you can still stay connected. For audio, Hotcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Social Artcast is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. And let's not forget about Instagram. <laughs>